Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. I pay my respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. How do you find the time when you can't find pause? A confirmation watch your face is going to open some doors. You do what you got to do, stumble through. Hey, before we start with the episode, I wanted to thank you all for being so patient. For those who haven't been following the ups and downs on Instagram, things just kind of flattened me for the past three weeks. First, I adopted Felix and I had a small internal crisis because I am not an impulse buyer and yet there I was signing adoption papers at Pet Barn an hour after I locked eyes with this beautiful feline. I don't know, maybe it was that another war broke out that week. Maybe it was the fact that previous guest Stephanie Zamora, shout out to Steph, talked about adopting animals. Who knows? Uh, But he and Zena got along really well, thankfully. Well, well, he settled in really well, which is a massive relief. And then the floods happened. Yeah, and that was pretty all-consuming. So fortunately, my family and I are fine and none of us sustained any flood damage, but I was knotted up waiting for it to happen and waking up in the middle of the night to check the garage and the house. So um, yeah, that was a lot. But thankfully, finally, (laughs) this week I have the energy and mental, emotional capacity. And so here is the wonderful, fun, lighthearted episode that I did with Maddie Romke about car trouble. Thank you so much for bearing with me and I hope you enjoy. Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer and I am incapable of talking without hand gestures. (laughs) I am a short, round-faced white woman wearing big black headphones and a gang of youths t-shirt and pearls because that's how I roll. And this week we are talking about dealing with car trouble with Maddie Ronke. Hey Maddie, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad I get to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so keen. Yay! Can you introduce yourself for the lovely listeners? Hello, my name is Maddie. I'm a theatre maker, creative, 
I also like to refer to myself as the female MacGyver. <laughs> um, I'm trying to make it catch on, but you'll often find me just like making something work out of like a piece of floss and like a, a water bottle or something yeah, well, that that's needs like, to be done. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't have this. Oh, well, I'll just use this and it, it works. So I give myself a lot of props for that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, firstly, I guess that that's just like everyone in the arts, right? We're just like, what? Yeah. What? what what's money? What's that? Having things? Pfft. Yeah, or just like I'm just in the middle of, I don't know, nowhere and mm. suddenly I need to do this thing. Like, okay, cool, I'll just do it with this yeah. random object. Yeah. Also, I'm a redhead white woman in her 20s wearing a black shirt and green Converse shoes. We love um, it. I'm also very short. Yeah, <laughs> we're short buddies. I'm trying to think, while we've been talking, I've been thinking, okay, but what's the name? Because like MacGyver, are you like Mathem? No, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, female MacGyver. I don't know. I, I don't think MacGyver has Femme to be necessarily like a, a masculine thing, but I I guess just the idea that they make something out of nothing Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. So you're a magician. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Maddie the magician. Yeah, that'll do. It doesn't <laughs> quite sound as good. No, it doesn't. And there's not yeah. like the reference. Maddie MacGyver Rumpke. There we go. That'll do. Okay. I love it. Okay. Solved. Surely. Perfect. <laughs> um, have you stumbled through anything this week? I've been trying to think about this. The best I can come up with is I stumbled through those Black Friday sales. Mm -hmm. I was trying to avoid buying anything that I didn't need, but Mm -hmm. I also really wanted to get all my Christmas shopping done. I wanted to get like anything that I had wanted in the past few months on sale. So Mm -hmm. I took advantage of those, but man, I I probably blew my budget. So definitely stumbled through that. Look, I mean... It sounds like you didn't make impulse purchases, though. Like, you got stuff for a purpose and things that you'd been wanting for months, yeah. you said. So, you know, that that's better than, than a lot of things. You know, like, I think that's just called seeing a golden opportunity. Exactly. You know? yes. Exactly. Yes. yes, definitely left some carts, <laughs> abandoned the cart, going all the way through to the end and then... No, no, mm. don't, don't. Oh my gosh, particularly when it's overseas and like you look at the delivery fee and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, do I try and bring my cart total up to $150 so I don't have to pay the $15? $15. Oh no, like oh, if overseas. it's overseas, it's like a $50 thing. So like, do I try? Yeah, but that would still be more money than I'm currently spending on the thing. But mm, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feels. <laughs> so getting into things, we should first start by saying that neither of us are mechanics. Yes, yeah, Sergeant General's warning. Yeah. I'm actually not qualified to speak about this. All I have is life experience. I mean, I feel like I'm not qualified to speak about adulthood full stop, which is why I'm crowdsourcing answers. So, <laughs> I mean, you're fit riding. Great. Perfect. Perfect. So I guess what's the most spectacular car fail that you've dealt with? Oh, man. Quite a few. So I was driving a long time ago. I was driving two schoolies Ah. at night. I had to drive up and down a lot because I was doing drama auditions. They were always Uh, in schoolies week. Yeah, of course they were. And so I was trying to drive back another night to come back again to schoolies. And my car overheated on Mm. the motorway and I had to fully like pull over on the motorway and deal with it and get back on the road all in one go. And I was like, I just want to be back at schoolies. It is so not fun because this is like the Gold Coast Highway. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mm -mm. that's not even fun when your car is working. Yeah. That's not, 
absolutely not. And then this is at night, which mm. automatically makes me go. <laughs> yeah. that's that's not fun so talk me through that situation how did you not panic because I would have oh I definitely panicked okay okay good (laughs) I would be lying to you if I said I didn't panic (laughs) but I got the job done yeah so for reference of anybody listening my first car was a 1993 red Nissan Navara four-door ute which I called Harriet Mm. it was spectacular it was my marker people would just like message me sometimes be like just saw you driving past because there wasn't a lot of them on the road at the time like they just weren't in existence this Mm. particular vehicle but it had a lot of troubles so many things which I guess we'll run through here but Mm. yes this was one of them so I had to pop the boot I mean pop the bonnet and basically work out what was wrong with the car which actually wasn't hard to work out because it was smoking oh Um, it was actually so dry that it was smoking <laughs> right. I was like, ah. there are colors of smoke that um, aren't good to see I'm gonna google what they are so that we can <laughs> we can share that with you because that's and so I had to wait for it to cool down a bit because I couldn't even touch the gauge where you like can pop off the water <gasps> oh my coolant. Gosh. I had to wait for it to cool down pop that fill it with a whole bunch of water wait a little bit longer and then choof down the highway at like 70 kilometers an hour just to get to my comp. Yeah. Right. And then I can't really remember. I think I sorted the rest out later. Mm-hmm. It was an ongoing issue for quite a long time. Oh, fun. But a little fun tip for anybody who's dealing with an overheating car. Mm. So you probably first notice the gauge on your little heating register, which you might not really look at very often, is suddenly like you know. getting higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And you might feel a bit of heat in the center bit. First thing you should do if you can't like stop your vehicle there and then is chuck your heater on. Because if you chuck your heater on, basically, I don't know how to explain it scientifically, but if you chuck your heater on, some of the heat from the engine will get taken to heat up the air in oh. your air conditioning. Okay, and so, so like you're diverting the heat from yeah. the engine and you're being like, okay, let's just open this window so it comes in Pretty here much, and doesn't yeah. cook the engine. And actually lowers it. It won't be a permanent fix, obviously, yeah. but if you're just like, in, you can't stop, you're in the mm. middle of nowhere or like... Having my housemate once, she was mm. rushing to work and she was yeah. like, I can't do anything about it. I have to be at work mm. now. I'm one kilometre away. Mm. Again, probably not anybody's advice to continue driving, but... Yeah, no, just look- like literally call your manager and be like, lol, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but yeah, if you're in a real tough spot, chuck that heater mm. on so that you can find a safe space to oh. cool over. Because okay. if you let it overheat for too long, it's really bad news yes. for your engine. Yes, I've heard So it can help if you just take it down a level. Ah, because I have heard that ignoring the flashing lights on your car is not a good thing. <laughs> Recently, a, uh, a friend of mine from uni, I think she ignored her check oil light for one month too many and totally cooked that engine. Yeah. That is, that, that's a write-off now. So that's... Um, it, it was written whoops. off? I, I, I'm fairly certain. Well, oh. no, it's not like totally written off, but A it's, lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Oh, and I have the coloured smokes. So according to autoexpress.co.uk, which is, yeah, they look like they're a, what, what's an auto part thing here? Auto, a tire? Like super cheap auto. Or Thank like, you. Yes, yeah. exactly. That looks like them. This is just one of the first Google things that came up. So white smoke from the exhaust could be condensation in the exhaust pipe, or it could be a more serious issue caused by engine coolant leaks. Yeah. Okay. So that's not good. Blue smoke from the exhaust. Oil is being burned. There are a number of potential causes, with the more severe being worn valve seals, piston rings, 
or turbochargers. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Is it dangerous or not? Just tell me if I should panic. I'm so glad I have never seen blue smoke. Yeah. Grey smoke from the exhaust, excessive oil, some valve failure, transmission fluid leak. This is not helping. I just need to know if my car's going to behave like it's in a Michael Bay movie. Like, that's what I need to know. I would say if your car is smoking, pull over and call RACQ. Yeah, look, I think that that's a good blanket idea. Maybe yeah. maybe at some point I will learn what the different colours of smoke mean. I think it's like black smoke is the worst because surely that means like fire, burning, danger. Like that's the colour that comes out of the cars in the movies. Surely. Surely that's surely. the worst. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the most useless Google ever done on a podcast. <laughs> oh, God. So coach me through how you sort of dealt with the emotional stuff there. So, like, did you – because it's at night. Yeah. Did you call, like, a parent? Did you – Yeah, okay. I, I think I called my dad. Mm. And he was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, just <laughs> – well yeah yeah it'll be fine like what's going on and then he was mm. like just put some water in it you should mm. be able to get to where you're going from where father well this is going to be coming a little bit later in the podcast okay. but you should always keep like two liters of water hidden away somewhere in your car mm. not only just because mm. that can be used to help you if your car is overheating mm. or something else happens to do with the engine yeah. and you need to use water to cool it down but also like what if you get stranded somewhere or you need water. Like, yeah. I mean, we do live in a pretty lucky country. It's pretty mm. easily accessible, but you never know. Yeah, and true. I hate being thirsty. Yeah. It's not good to be dehydrated. No. It's true. So you called a parent and now RSEQ. There is this thing called car insurance, that expensive thing. Like, yeah. We can, we can call them. Well, it's funny because car insurance is – I actually – not sure how it works in terms of like they're insuring you for accident, theft, yeah. or fire. So it depends on so your insurance level. Unless you've caused level. a fire on your vehicle, then um, yeah, or flood or hail. Mm. I once had a car written off in the 2014 yeah. hailstorm. Yeah, I went through, and only one of them was like my fault. Mm. But I went through three cars in two and a half years. Oh my god! At one point in my life. Oh my god. Because I, I was kind of just on this run of like, I lost my beautiful, wonderful yeah. car, Harriet. All right. And all I could afford was like another, I don't know, $2,000 car. Mm. And once you have a car that cheap, mm. like your insurance company is always going to say, oh, it's written off because mm-hmm. they'd rather give you the two grand than pay a mechanic, however a mechanic, much money however to try much and money fix, to it. fix it. Yeah. So I was kind of on this run of, so yeah, I got an, a yellow car after my mm. red car and it was written off in the floods. Oh no. And then. Please um, tell me it's a green car. Please tell me you went for the full traffic light. No. Oh. I couldn't. Dang I it. couldn't. Because the company I work for's colour is green and uh. everybody would think I was a big, like, fangirl <laughs> if I was driving around in a green car. Like, come on. <laughs> Even on her days off, she's still in a green van. I, I think that's too much. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. If they paid for my car, I'd be keen. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. <laughs> but no, I then went to like a, a boring grey car. Sensible. And actually embarrassing story. Mm. I, I had an iron deficiency at the time and mm. I fell asleep at a set of traffic lights. Luckily, I was at okay, a set traffic of traffic lights, lights traffic and I lights. literally just bumped into the car in front oh of God. me. Like the other oh. car wasn't damaged or anything. I was no, literally was went from like being boop. stopped and it damaged my radiator so much that that was written off as well. How? 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 What? 
I don't know. When you buy really cheap cars, that's what your insurance company mm. does. Anyway, back to your original question. You want to be calling a RACQ type mm. thing. For anybody listening, check your where you get your car serviced. Mm. It might be included. Like, I don't have a personal RACQ membership because mm. where I get my car serviced, mm. it has this thing called eye care or whatever it's called. Ooh. And it basically just includes roadside assist in your package because they know that if you have to get it towed, it'll go back to them. Like, oh. I think it's kind of like one of those win-win Okay, are you willing situations. to share, like, where you get it serviced? I mean, it's not indoors. Like, I drive a Hyundai mm. and because – so I get my car serviced at a Hyundai service centre. Oh, okay, cool. And they include a thing with that. Oh, okay, cool. But I, I would say that most major car companies – would do that. Mm. I'm not sure. Did you get this car new though, or did you get it second hand? I didn't get it new. I got it second hand. Okay. So. so interesting that they will still. Yeah. My brain is working on this. Like, okay, so you didn't buy it from them, but they're still giving you this thing. Do you pay them for that, or do no, they just I, give you a number to call? No, I pay them from the service. Yeah. But then they have a little sticker on my car uh, and said that roadside assist was included. But it's really funny because whenever I call that number, mm. it just ends up being RACQ coming out anyway. So it's not I'm even sure like just contract, yeah. it's just contracted. So it's kind of good because it's not like I'm getting any worse quality service or like yeah. there's less people available to help me or anything like mm. that. But it's just included. So I save like, I don't know how much RACQ is now. What is it, like 80, 100 <gasps> bucks a year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not ideal. Okay. okay. That's a win. This is, this is a win. This is yeah. a win. But it depends. Like if you've got a really like talented sister who's a mechanic or like somebody you might not need roadside assist but I find it incredibly useful because I can do a lot with my car like yeah I love being able to do my ownership with my car excuse the language but <laughs> no it's okay um, we can swear on you. sorry I didn't ask <laughs> that, that's literally in like th- that is the tagline of the show for young Australian adults figuring shit out oh right I didn't do my research I'm sorry <laughs> oh <laughs> no, no, I did my no, research. I just didn't see that. <laughs> totally anyway, I do a lot of shit with my mm. car, but I think it's good to know where to draw the line and go, I, I have no idea how this works. Yeah. I need somebody to tell me whether or whether or not it's safe to drive my car home yeah. or whatever if I need to get it towed. Absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm going to reveal exactly how much I know about cars with my next question, which is <laughs> how do you change a tyre and do the things that you need come with the car? <laughs> Great question. Because I'm very fortunate. The most difficult things that I've had to deal with with my car is the, the fuel cap itself. So I've got oh. my mum's old car mm. and it's an automatic. And because it is a Volkswagen, oh, yes, mm, very fancy mum car. Mm. And <laughs> you have to just push it to open it. Like you don't have to pull a little yeah. lever underneath your seat. But it got jammed at one point. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is back when I was driving to Mount Tambourine oh a couple of times a week to work. And yeah. it was on a pretty low fuel level. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is stressful. This is stressful. And then I was literally just like sitting there on YouTube being like, how do I open this? What is going on? Oh and gosh. that's how I found out how to open it. But that's sort of like the worst that it's ever been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the time that I couldn't figure out how to turn on the air conditioning in my car. <laughs> so I'm a tragic story. And it was it was one of those 35 degree Brisbane days mm. and it was hot and I wasn't even like driving on the highway so there was no wind. It was just like sitting in traffic. I was like, "Where is the button?" <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I have PTSD from not having air conditioning mm. for like my red car didn't mm. have any air conditioning. Oh wow. And so I would just 
constantly be driving in the heat. Now, if I get overheated in a car, I'll mm. literally get so cranky. Mm. <laughs> I think because I'm just getting flashbacks of not being able to do anything about it. Um, <laughs> How to change a tire. Yeah. yeah. It's a funny thing because my parents did teach me how to do this. Mm. They had like a trailer and they're like, okay, you're going to change the tire. Right. But I guess like if in those like formative years of your life, your parents don't get a flat tire, like what's the point of them? I guess it just flies under the radar because a yeah. lot of people I speak to are like, I never learned how to change a tire. Yeah. I'm so sure that my dad would teach forgive me yourself. if I asked. Yeah. But yeah, you need two things to mm. change a tire. Well, three, I guess, including okay. the spare tire. So you need three things to change a tire. You're going to need a jack to jack your car up to make sure that it actually gets off the ground. So it's oh, yes. the little thing that yeah, you have to like crank yeah, it up you have so to that crank it lifts it, up it so you can lift, lift the, the car tire up. up. Yeah. You're going to need a wheel brace or sometimes they're called like wrenches, wheel wrenches. So Gosh. it's basically the thing that goes on, like, you know, all the nuts on yeah. your and you the just little have lug nuts. You need an and implement with which have to, to be able to twist it around. Ah. So it's good to check your car. I'm going to say most cars, at least when you buy them, if not, hopefully they're still in there if you're buying a secondhand vehicle, come with both the jack suitable for the vehicle mm. that's according to the ton capacity of the vehicle and some sort of either wheel brace or lug nut turner that will help you do those tasks and mm-hmm. a spare tire yeah but I just took a look because I actually and this is where to say don't follow all my advice <laughs> because I had a flat tire the other day and I found out I don't know how but I have just misplaced my jack oh. and my wheel brace oh. I opened like the cavity mm. underneath the boot that has those things and the wheel was there but the other things were not and I was like oh Great. Oh. So luckily I live in an apartment and I have a really nice neighbour and I was mm. like, hey, can I borrow your jack? And there were some tradies on the street and I said, hey, can I borrow, do you guys have a spare wheel brace that mm. I could use because my neighbour's wheel brace was different size uh. because they all come in different sizes. But you can buy like a, a crisscross wheel brace that has all four mm. sizes for $11 from Super Cheap Auto. So they're, they're not like expensive. So okay. that goes in my list for the end that I'll type uh. out that you can enter the end of the podcast. Definitely Ooh. have one of those in your car. Thank you. So first things first, and this is a mistake I make not every time, but sometimes, Mm. don't jack your car up first because you're going to want your wheel to be stationary so that you can use force with the wheel brace to undo the nuts and screws that are on the outside. Right, otherwise it's harder and you require more upper body strength, I'm assuming. Well, the wheel turns. You go to, like, turn it and then your wheel turns and then you're like, oh, and you have to then crank the wheel brace all the way down until it goes down to the bottom. So <laughs> the keep your car shame. stationary, undo the lug nuts first, mm. keep a bowl or a jug or anything and chuck all your lug nuts in there. There's nothing worse than changing a tyre and one of them's rolled down the gutter, like you've misplaced them or whatever. That's really annoying. So just like put them on the seat of your car, mm. I don't, do whatever you want to do, but keep them like keep them all in one, in one spot. Yes. So you want to... Take off all the lug nuts first mm. off your car. Now, they might be really tight, so try and use your force to get them off. But worst case scenario, if you're holding onto the top of your car, you can also kind of like stamp on the wheel brace because it's like a crisscross thing mm-hmm. or one stick and you can kind of like stand on that stick to help unjam it because sometimes, especially right. if you've gotten your wheels like – 
professionally replaced or mm. whatever, sometimes they get put on with like a yeah the a driver machine. yeah yeah the the thing that and they that use can be the quite tight yeah. So you want to try and force them off. It's right. doable though. Like mm. you know, I'm a short woman, mm. and um, I'm well. Actually, I used to be really strong, and then I got a wrist injury, and now I'm not as strong. Oh and no! Still, I was able to manage them off, so okay. it's fine. After you get them all off, then you want to put the jack underneath your car and jack it up. Mm-hmm. So underneath your car on both sides, you should have this skinny metal bit that pokes out mm-hmm. and is only about like a centimetre thick. And it runs across the whole bottom of each side of your car. So one okay. on one side, one on the other. In the jack, there should be like a little wedge. Mm-hmm. So your aim is to put that metal thing that's on the bottom of your car inside the wedge of the jack ah. and then it's going to be really solid as you crank it up and your car comes up. Mm-hmm. So you want to be looking for that. It's like a skinny metal thing. It's the first thing that you'll it's like pokes out the bottom of your mm. car on each side yeah. and you want to make sure it's wedged into that jack mm. because you don't want to be in a position where you've put the jack in the wrong spot and then you're putting force and then it falls or drops. Oh God. Don't get under your car while you've got it jacked up. Mm. Let's not be silly. Yeah, you don't need to. And again, I'm a big hypocrite because the first time I changed my own tyre, the way my car was made, it had a jack, but because it's a really, really old car, mm. the little stick for the jack and the spare tyre was hidden underneath my car. So the first thing I did was jack the car up. Oh. I jacked the car up and then the tyre was underneath my car on this, like, metal chain. This is, like, a 1993 vehicle. Mm. And the first thing I thought to do was get under the car and then just, like, start tugging each way at the tyre. I was fine. The jack did not fail. It did not fall on me. But it was... Very, very stupid. It was very unsafe. Um, I also had, like, it was a ute, so it was a little bit higher off the ground. So Mm. chances are, even if it had dropped, hopefully it wouldn't have, like, hurt me because it was quite high off Mm. the ground. I would have just been under it still. Yeah. But still, very, very dangerous. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, folks. And Google's your friend. Like, YouTube. You can literally YouTube your car's specific brand and Mm. make and say, how to change a tyre on a Hyundai i20. So anyway... After you've unlugged the nuts, mm-hmm. then you've jacked your car up, then you want to pull your wheel off, mm-hmm. put it on the side, and now backtracking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but you should probably try and get your wheel out of your car first mm. so you don't have to be, like, stuffing around with your car jacked up mm. and moving it around like that. And then you want to shimmy the wheel back on to the pokey bits that are coming out. Okay. I mean, tyre, I should say. The actual wheel is like another part of the car. Okay. And it should have metal things poking out that you can basically thread the tyre into those. And then if you've got a hubcap, mm-hmm. you then want to put your hubcap on over the top and then you want to put your lug nuts back on. Okay. Don't put all your lug bucks back on and then go to put your lug- hubcap on because then you have to take them all off again. again. Ah. So yeah, you could probably get like some of your, just twist your lug nuts on and off and then lower the jack and then re-tighten all of the lug nuts again. Okay. Once you get the hang of it, it actually is pretty easy. I've done it in 20 minutes before, but the first time I ever did it with my red ute, it definitely took me like at least an hour. Mm -hmm. And for those of us with zero upper body strength, (laughs) like zero upper body strength. Use your leg strength. 
okay, this is true. I have I have leg strength. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, so we're going to do some weird sort of yoga pose to lift the tire back. Up yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, you can kind of like squat down and grab yeah. it and kind of like absolutely it on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you want to get. Yeah. You obviously have to keep the car jacked up yes. when you're shimming the tires on and off. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to slide them on. They're gonna right. be, the car's not going to be high enough. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then now most of the tires that comes a spare tire within the car, like they're yeah. a little bit smaller than the actual tire from what I understand. You'll have to check. My car has a complete replacement in there. Oh, okay, cool. So it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you drive a fancy schmancy car, mm-hmm. I know that some of those cars have like a – the spare tire is this weird, like, run flat tire, so they can run when they're flat, but only for a certain amount of kilometers. Oh. Or there might just be a really tiny, weird looking, funny little tire. Yeah, that's what in my them. brother got. He had to put his spare tire on his car and he called it the donut, I think. <laughs> and then proceeded to drive it for, I think, like three days before going and getting another one. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then I guess you go find a tyre place and Mm. you go and get your wheels replaced. I didn't go to this place, but my friend recommended it to Mm. me and I had no idea it existed. Mm -hmm. Apparently there are these companies now that do, we replace your tyre in 25 minutes for $25, which I was amazed at and I wasn't sure if it was true. Mm. So everybody Google that themselves, but apparently there's some sort of cheap way to replace it. I just always go, go back to the same tire place because I don't know, I'm a loyal customer that yeah. likes safe things that I've tried before. Exactly. Particularly with stuff like this where it's like expensive if yeah. you know you get the wrong one or something. Totally. But Fair. then depending on how your tire has deflated, mm. like for instance the reason for my last 3 tires that have stuffed up is because there's a lot of construction going on in my neighborhood. Oh on my street Mm. and the last three ones have literally been a screw going through the tire Uh. but depending on where the screw has gone through the people at the tire place can just plug that tire for I don't know I think it's still expensive I think it's still like 60 bucks but Mm. yeah it saves you a bit of money and then Mm. you can reuse that tire or keep that one as your spare yeah so you're not completely out of pocket this is good. This yeah. is good. These are good things to know. Good things to Google as well. Yeah, exactly. Because, Don't take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, ultimately, like, we're telling you how to do this now in the hopes that you're probably listening to this mostly for the banter and partly... Yeah, I'm getting way like, too serious. <laughs> oh, no, this you're not. you need to do. Listen, listen to me very carefully. <laughs> no, but it's like... Now I know roughly what I'll have to do. So I'm a little bit less anxious about it. And if it ever does happen, it's like, okay, well, I know roughly what I have to do. I know what I can YouTube. Also, like, people are living to help you. Mm. Honestly, I don't know. I guess that's my advantage of being a younger white woman. I don't know. I've got the help me face. But... But people, like, they want the props, especially with, like, tyre changing or anything like that. (laughs) They want the props. So, like... Just ask for help. If you don't have Mm. something that you need, just ask, okay, if you're broken down Mm. in the middle of the highway, then maybe that's a bit more difficult. Mm. But you never know what a neighbour might lend to you or, like, man, the stuff that I've gotten just because I've asked. Well, this is the thing. I think that, you know, going back to your original statement of people are living to help you, this is true. I think that, sure, we have the advantage of being younger women. We, you know, have that sort of look around us. I think a lecturer once described it as, you know, you just have this look about you that my heart would break if I saw you cry. And I was like, ah, a 
okay, good to know. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, but, like, people genuinely do love to help you. That's why, what's it, like the Ben Franklin rule where you ask someone for a favour to strengthen that bond oh, first up. Yeah. Like, that's a good rule. That's people nice. want to help. It's true. Yeah, yeah no, they do. And it's so funny because I used to, like, resist it. I used to be so, like, no. I am a strong, independent woman and I can do it myself. I must do it myself. And I still think that, but Mm. I don't, like, have a big chip on my shoulder about making sure I do it completely alone. Mm. Like, no, I'm (laughs) going to do it myself. I don't need anybody else's help. Um, It's just like now I'm like, okay, cool, you're still doing it yourself if you Mm. ask to borrow somebody's wrench. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. This is, that's really good. Hello, folks. I'm just popping in to let you know that Stumble Through is now hosted on Acast. It's really exciting and it means that you're going to be hearing some ads on Stumble Through from now on. The ads do help me keep the podcast going and you can help me and stumble through if you wanted to make a once-off donation. You can support the podcast through the support the podcast feature. It's just a little link in the show notes and you can make a once-off donation. There's no minimum spend, no strings attached. It's kind of like you're throwing me a coffee once in a while and that would be amazing. So if you want to support stumble through, click on the support the podcast link in the show notes. All right, back to the episode. So I guess... It sounds simple, not sure about easy, but, you know, I I understand the process. What do you recommend people keep in their car, like, just in case? So you've talked about water before. Did you want to go back to that? Yeah, so a big bottle of water, like, two-litre bottle of water, usually that can fit under your your front seat or whatever. Mm. Definitely make sure you've got a wheel brace in there, case in point of the tyre change. Yeah, I'm about to, like go back to my car that's in the car park in the studio here and be like, do I have a wheel brace? Yeah, well, I found out I did not. But I'm a big, like, I love keeping a spare of everything in the car because I part of being Maddie MacGyver Rumkey is Mm. the fact that, like, there's always something in my car that can do the job to fix. Like, (laughs) you know, I keep a spare pair of underwear in my car. I I keep a spare pair of pyjamas in my car. I don't know where I'm going to be at any given moment. That's fair. You're preaching to the converter. But in terms of, like, actual car stuff, the other thing I think that everybody should have in their car is a a pair of jumper leads or, like, Mm. I bought on my Black Friday sales, like, a portable jumper lead thing, Mm. which means – so jumper leads are basically the things that if your battery runs – flat you can jump start your car with somebody else's car Mm -hmm. but now they have these fun things where you don't even need somebody else's car it's just like a big battery in a pocket and you can just jump start your own car or somebody else's car Mm. which is really really awesome but I've had jumper leads in my car for my whole life and I've jump started not only myself but like a whole bunch of people Mm. who are like my car battery's dead and I'm like don't worry about it like Pop your bonnet, man. Let's mm. jumpstart this. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's so. have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I get unique pleasure out of jumpstarting other people's cars. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so we've got water. We've got jumper leads or yep. the fancy jumper battery yep. thing. Yeah, have fun trying to Google that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jump cable battery thingy. Anything else? wheel brace like we Mm, said I would keep like a first aid kit in there for your own health and safety like you never know what you're going to need skido repellent like Mm. all that sort of like camping-esque stuff I guess but those are the biggest things like I feel like any other issues that you run into your car apart from having a flat battery or needing to change your Mm. tire 
You should really be you calling should call RCQ. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to have oil and change your own oil in your car and work out how to do that, that's great. Mm. You should probably be storing that in your garage. I don't know about keeping your car. You'd have to Google that. Another thing you can keep in your car is coolant. If your car mm. does have overheating issues or coolant issues yeah but get to know your car and make sure you have the things that are needed specific for you like when I had my ute I would keep coolant in there water in there I think I might have had oil in there because I didn't know where else to put it Mm. but now that I've got the car that I have it's a lot more like personal stuff that I Mm. keep in there for my own I think for a while I had a can of soup in there in case like (laughs) I don't know I just got this fear that I'll be really hungry at one point and I would want this soup stupid can of soup that's been like under my vehicle in the heat i've never had it i don't know a can of soup is what you want a rag or some toilet paper car stuff is really messy Mm. and if you are in a tough spot and you've got to like and everybody carries Mm. hand sanitizer now anyway but yeah you'll end up really dirty if you're Mm. just changing a tire you'll still end up real dirty and you want to be able to clean that off if you're going anywhere but Mm. those are the main things i would say more than anything Yeah, I mean, everything else is kind of like, you know, either preaching to the choir or like everybody already does it. Like keep your service book in there because that has the service history for your car. So mechanics can have a look at what's already been done or what issues Mm. it's had. The instruction manual also helps. Yeah, that too. That definitely helps. So yeah, that's pretty much those are the main things. Mm -hmm. Another fun fact, which I'm sure people have read on the internet is next to your fuel gauge, there's like a little arrow next to the little fuel button. That arrow will tell you in any car you're in which side the fuel cap is on. Ah. So you don't have to be stuffing around. It. Oh, yes, the little triangle. Yeah, the when little you're, triangle. Yeah. I only found that out like a while ago and I was I was like, what? Surprise! I've been living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right, and then final question I have for you is, so what's some you know, more serious advice that you can give. Oh, yeah. Don't drive through floodwaters. Like, legit. Don't do it. If it's flooded, forget it. And, yeah, if it's flooded, forget it, back it up, whatever, Mm. say you want to do. Don't drive through floodwaters. Mm. I'm telling you this through lived experience. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Please don't do it. (laughs) So I used to live out in Sanford, Mm. like, to get to my family's house there was this one turn off and there was a dip in the road and the stupid thing is is that it is not the only way in or out of that area Mm. anyway but it would sometimes get a little bit of water over it and my dad drives a land cruiser and I would constantly see him just go through like what legitimately Mm. was just like a little bit of water yeah but I definitely took it too far so I was driving my big old red ute harriet <laughs> and one night coming home from work i turned into the corner and it's pretty like abrupt turn you come mm. off an 80k road and you turn in mm. and then you're greeted with the dip and i the direction that my lights were going i didn't think it was that deep like yeah. i was like oh it doesn't look that deep dad drives through this all the time i also have a vehicle that's high up like mm. you know it's not a land cruiser but it's high up <laughs> i reckon i could get through it Mm. But because of the angle of the road, like the angle goes quite deep and then suddenly I drove down and the water was way higher than I thought it was. It was night time. It was still raining. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm in too far. So then I put my car in reverse to Mm. reverse it up and then my whole car gets waterlogged. (gasps) What? Wait, wait, what? So basically water like went through my engine, like it was that oh, far no. into the, or like through something in my car, I don't know where, the exhaust uh. or whatever, uh, went through my engine mm. and the whole car turned off. Oh, oh, mm. that's fun. So now like, so I'm stuck in the car. Mm-hmm. 
the water is rushing and my car turned off and then went hurtling back into the water. Oh, my God, no. And no. I, like, pulled my no. handbrake up real quick. Oh and I was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm, like, really, like, distressed at this mm-hmm. point, yeah. as you would be. I'm basically getting secondhand trauma at this Call point. Call my dad. <laughs> like, this is still, like, a good, like, three or four Ks from my house mm. at this point, this turn off. Yeah. And to get to where I am, which is on the other side, you actually have to drive all the way around this other side of this mountain, I don't know, hill, yeah. whatever, to get around, so it's quite oh far. God. Call my dad. Dad, I, oh, I was stupid. I, I'm stuck in floodwaters. Mm. Come and help me, please. I'm on this road. He was like, what? Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then in the meantime, somebody's come up behind me, seen I'm in trouble. They've been like, oh, I have – I can try and drag you out. Mm. I was like, okay, so we hooked the car up. Wait, but how did you get out of the car? Like, were the waters so high that – like you had to crawl through a window or something or I can't remember. That's okay. That's probably just a miscellaneous yeah. detail. But I was like, yeah, wait, no, but how did you exit like, the car? Well, I think I got into the back seat and mm. then opened the door from the back seat because right. that part of the car was still like far enough above mm-hmm. water that mm-hmm. I could get out and we hooked it up. But then I made this stupid decision to then like, I thought that my weight of the car would be, I don't know. I was like kind of half in, half out of the car at this mm. point, trying to help him pull me out. And then the thick rope or chain or whatever we were using to pull the car out snapped. And then again, it went hurtling back in. Mm. And I had to run back in to try and get the handbrake back in. Mm. And I'm like just beside myself, mm. like so upset. Of course, as you would be. And then finally, my dad comes and he has like a bigger thing to help pull me out and he's driving a cruiser so it can pull me out and we fight we just got my car out but gosh I will never ever ever drive through floodwaters again Mm. and he was I don't think my dad's ever been as mad as he was at Mm. that moment it was like a full recreation of like you know that scene in the Lion King where Mm. Simba goes to the elephant graveyard and then the dad is so mad at Mm. him and then we literally had pretty much like, not word for word, but like beat for beat conversation. Like mm. he was like, why did you drive through floodwaters? And I said, well, I just thought that like, you know, you drive through them and, mm. and, and you drive a land cruiser, but I also have like this car. And he was like, no, but that's because I have a bigger car than you and you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Mm. And yeah, oh my gosh, the embarrassment. We were having a big family gathering and oh like, no. so my uncles were there and like everybody oh was no. there and I was just the embarrassment of the night. Like, mm. and my dad was like, I didn't know what we were going to do because the windows on my car were electric as well. So oh. it, the power went off. So oh the God. windows couldn't go down. He was like, I More thought stress. you'd be able to like, because my car had like a, a sunroof, an, a sunroof, a 1993 vehicle with a sunroof. It mm-hmm. was like. Of its time, it must have been pretty fancy, but Mm. it was definitely not anymore. But (laughs) he was like, I thought you could have maybe, like, pushed through the sunroof to Mm. get away because apparently it was, like, really close to just being, like, swept away. Because all the heaviness of your vehicle is the bottom, Mm. right? So if that gets taken by the water, you're gone. Anyway, don't drive through floodwaters. Don't Don't do do what I did. Don't do it. Oh, Oh, so stressful. That is really stressful. stressful. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, don't, 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 don't. Don't. Particularly, Please. we've got a La Nina summer. Like, don't. We do. Like, there's already so much water going around. Mm. So that's my serious advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I want to end on a fun note. 
Oh, that's okay. Well, like, what, what's what's a fun? Well, I can tell you a little bit. I've just I've just remembered a funny story okay. about how I'm a bit of an idiot with my car and don't get it fixed. <laughs> well, not now, but back in the mm-hmm. day, this old beautiful car of mine. So I. For a period of at least three months, something happened with my lights. Like, there was something wrong with the connection. Basically, they could only be on. Like, the lights to my car could only be on at all times, even when my car was off. Oh, no. And so, (laughs) for a period of three months, if I was driving at night, I had to pop the bonnet because... I, I just don't think I had the money to fix it at the time. I don't mm. know. And I thought that it was going to be really expensive. Mm. I think it was, but I just didn't have the money. Yeah. And so a period of three months, I would pop my bonnet, unplug my lights when I stopped my car. And then if it was at night, pop my bonnet and replug my lights into the sockets to make my car have lights on again instead of just getting it fixed. <laughs> and everybody was like, what's going on? I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yep, let's go. And I would just pop the bonnet. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just got to plug the lights in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just casually. Yeah. Just as you do. I'm picturing like a lot of Googling that I would have to do before figuring out how exactly my lights attached. I'm like, where would that? Yeah. I don't wow. know if you could do with modern cars, but because it was a really old yeah. one, it just was there and there was like a socket and you would literally mm. just plug this plug into the socket yeah. and then take it out. It's probably highly dangerous. I don't recommend it, but yeah. it was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So now it's time for the Things I've Never Said segment, where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss. So we've got two submissions this week. The first is, why does it turning up the radio to cover the sound of something wrong never fix the problem? (laughs) An excellent question. One for the ages. Oh man, I've definitely done that multiple Mm. times. Yeah. I've just like, I've seen the light that's like, yeah, low on water. And I'm like, oh be fine yeah fine for me it's more the subtle sinister things like my Mm -hmm. car just being real creaky I'm like I don't want to deal with that that sounds expensive (laughs) turn that up like Uh, that sounds like something I don't know how mm. to even ask to fix oh I've got um squeaky brakes at the moment which is fine apparently that just means that like there's a little bit of dirt or something caught between the brake pad and the tire oh she she screams she screams (laughs) a lot and I'm just like you know what they should have fixed this in the service. Am I going to call them? No. Am I going to get to the next service? Yes. We'll, we'll get there when we That's get there. That's the thing. I have, like, my cab lights not working, and I only just got my car service. It's like, they didn't check it? What That's the f- so annoying. No, it's not cool. Okay, well, if you just got it serviced, like, do better than me, because this happened. Like, I... I think I drove home and I braked to get into the car spot as I got home after my service and my brakes screened, and I was like... Fuck's sake. Really? That's the worst. But I, again, I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered to like, yeah. to book off another like half day where I can't go to work. I then. know. Like, just, Ugh. but do, do better than me, dear listener. Do mm. better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Second submission. Going back to your point on um, jump-starting cars. So how do you jump-start a car and is it dangerous? Ooh, good question. Ooh. Look, I, I personally don't think it's dangerous. So on each set of jumper leads on mm. the pack, they literally have instructions written on the pack. Mm-hmm. There's a specific order that you have to like attach all of the things. So yeah. there's like positive and negative and there's positive and negative clamps. Yeah. So the positive are the red ones and the black ones are yeah. the negative. And you have to put it on in a specific order. And I'm not going to say that because I don't have it written down and mm. I don't want to stuff anybody yeah. up. But I will say that it's written on the jumper lead pack. Yeah. And, you know, be safe. Let's not be safe. Like, 
you know, if you if there's like I don't know something weird on your battery, like visible battery acid or something, don't touch it. Like, mm. but no, it's not dangerous. You've as just got to make sure that I you've guess. got your cars off when you mm. put everything on, and then you start the car that is working, mm-hmm. and then it will be running. You can like rev it a couple of times to try and get some of the charge into the other vehicle, and then you start the vehicle that is not working, and it should start. Yeah. Once they are both running, you then keep the vehicle that wasn't working on, mm. you can keep it running for a little bit, and then you should be able to take them off in the reverse order of what they said to put them on, yeah. and then it's totally fine. Okay. But all jumper leads have, like, big plastic handle things on top mm. of them so that you can't, like, Hurt electrocute yourself. yourself. Yeah. Don't touch the metal bits. Like, you know, it's all common sense, really. Mm. But it's highly satisfying. Oh, my God, <laughs> it's so good. I feel like, like this should be my gift to you. Just my like... car wasn't working a second ago or your car wasn't mm. so- working a second ago and suddenly, boom, baby, we're back on and we didn't have to call our ECQ. God, it's a good moment and you're back oh, on the road. I love that. I think the only thing that would beat that is if I had managed to do a push start, mm. which I can't even – if you have a manual vehicle – you can get people to, like, push your car yeah. fast enough and then do something weird with the clutch so that it just, like, mm. jumps into submission. I don't know how to do that. I've seen people do it. I think it's very impressive, but I guess I'll just have to deal with just the jumper leads. Yeah. One day I'll learn that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, look, I guess, you know, it sounds like it's not dangerous as long as you follow the instructions yeah. and you make sure that you don't touch Things things. that have met. Don't touch the metal things. Don't touch the thing that you're clipping the metal thing onto. If your battery looks like it might be broken, don't touch it. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. But God, it's fun. (laughs) Like doing the right thing, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, to round us out, uh, do you have anything to plug at the minute? I don't have anything specific to plug, but Mm. I will say Please just go out and see some theatre, any theatre. Yeah. Or live music gigs, live things. Like Go to an art gallery. Go to an art gallery, go mm. see some art, go get creative. Yeah. I don't know. Just in general, the arts needs your support, needs yeah. your love. I feel like we're finally getting back into a nice mm. time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed. I've literally crossed every part of my body, those who can't see me. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's the plug. Like, yeah. go see other people's work. It's awesome. Yeah. Especially local independence. Like, For sure. Yeah. And then final question is, what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? <gasps> oh, my gosh. There's too many things. <laughs> Are you going to say job start a car? Can it be something that I already do? Yeah, of course. I don't want to sound too preachy, though. No, go ahead. Just like, I'm vegetarian, but just Meatless Mondays. Yeah. Like, just, just on Mondays. Just, just, just on Mondays. Meatless Monday. Like, meatless Monday. Or a probably, Meatless Day of the Week. Probably that. Mm. Or, I also do this, but always be nice to cashiers. Yes. Like, they've just seen a lot of people say hello in a really, like, hi. Mm. You can make their day just by, yeah. like, being a little brighter. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, that's a hard question. I didn't know that was coming. Sorry, I didn't pay for that Too many exciting things. No, I like the surprise. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) And did you want people to find you? Like, where can we find you? Are you on the gram? Well, yeah, if you want to see any of my Maddie MacGyver Rumpke escapades (laughs) that happen on my stories often, you can follow me. I'm MJ Rumpke, which is R-O-M-C-K-E on Instagram. So, yeah, follow me there, I guess. It's fun.
It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are a lot of fun. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for me. having me. Yeah. And of course, thank you for listening. Thanks as always to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions for producing the show. Editing is by Dominic Guilfoyle. Graphics by Claudia Piggott. Music by Jessica Fletcher. If you stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find us and it makes me really happy. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and Facebook at StumbleThroughPodcast. Until next time, do your best and take care of each other. Chat soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.